Hey everybody, welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast, where our goal is to help you reclaim good practices for following Jesus. If we haven't met yet, my name is Tony and I'm your host. With over a decade in the local church, I care deeply and passionately about connecting you with Jesus. Every single week we do this through our interview episodes and this are monologue episodes. And today's episode is perfect for the Advent season. We're going to take a look at Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. What we can learn from Mary and what that means. I think this is going to be uh, the perfect kind of thought process as we approach Christmas, which is right around the corner. Hard to believe it. I know. Hey, if this conversation is helpful and uplifting to you, do me a favor, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, leave us a rating or review, and the highest compliment you can give us, share this episode with a friend. Maybe somebody who you know um, needs a little intentionality this Christmas season. That's what it's all about, guys. Little intentionality. All right, so let's dive into today's monologue episode. I am going to talk to you a little bit about a sermon that I am going to preach all about God through us, through us. Easy for me to say. God through us, right? So this last couple of weeks as we prepare for Christmas, we've been looking at the Annunciation from Luke's Gospel. Now, in Luke's Gospel, we see um, Luke share the story of Mary's encounter with the angel, when the angel tells her that she is going to give birth to a son and the son will be the Messiah for the world. So let me read it for you out of Luke chapter one. I'm reading out of the NIV and it reads like this. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever and his kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who was said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month, for no word from God will ever fail. Verse 38, I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. I love Mary's posture towards the Lord. And I think that there are a lot of things that can be said about Mary, and I know in some faiths, Um, Mary is more venerated than others, but I just want to look at this from a very practical process that Mary shows us how to respond to God. She begins with some very basic constructs, and it's kind of what we've been talking about during this Advent season in my own home church, that God is with us, God is for us, God is in us, and God works 
through us. Let me say that again. God is with us. God is for us. God is in us. And God works through us. Mary gives us quite the demonstration of what this looks like. Right? Mary begins to understand that God is with her. God gives her strength. Right? It says in verse 29, Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. What kind of greeting is she talking about? You who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. So check that out. In verse 28, the angel of the Lord says, Mary, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. So the angel says that God is for you. God is with you. And look at Mary's response. I think it's so classic because it's our own response. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. It's so funny because why would we be troubled at the thought that God is with us and for us? Yet every single day, so many of us who are Christians live our lives in that same manner. Oh, how can God be with me? How can God be for me? And yet the Lord wants to be with us. The Lord wants to be for us. God wants to show up in our lives. And our job is to respond in kind. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. Verse 30 continues, but the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. Friends, this is so important. Each and every one of us, when we say yes to Christ, we find favor with God. Now, it doesn't look the same as Mary's does, of course, but we found grace, his unmerited favor, and we get it every single day. I'm going to skip down to verse 35 where it says, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Friends, we understand now, right, that God dwells in us. So if God is with us and God is for us, then when we say yes to Christ, the same Holy Spirit that gave birth to Jesus is the very same Holy Spirit that dwells in us. Man, think about that for just a minute. The, the Lord God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, dwells in you. Oh, that's so good. So good dwells in you, right? So if God is with us and God is for us and God is in us, then the only response, the only response that you and I can have that makes any sense is to let God work through us, understanding that God is with us, knowing that God is for us, believing that God is in us, leads us to a place where we are forced to respond. We're forced to respond. Let God be through us. Mary gives us a great example. She says, I am the Lord's servant. Guys, look at Mary's belief. She didn't have any answers. She didn't get a detailed plan of what was going to happen. The, the angel didn't say, hey, over the next 30 years, this is how you're supposed to raise the son of the most high. No, what she gets is a command and she has to respond in obedience. Far too many of us are waiting on a detailed plan from the Lord when instead what he's really searching for is just to let him work through us. Guys, just let God work through you. Don't, don't overcomplicate it. You're not God. I'm not God. Don't overcomplicate it. Daily obedience, faith, right? If we believe that God is with us, if we believe that God is for us and God is in us, then our only response is to let God work through us. And we don't get to decide what that looks like. 
you know, up to up to this point, we don't really know much about Mary, right? We know that she's got the lineage from David. We know she was pair, poor. We know that she was probably somewhere between 13 and 15 years old. We know she was faithful. And this is what we also know. And I, I heard this from a friend of mine, Rob Ulmer. He said, God seems to choose us more often than not based on our weaknesses, not our strength. Listen to that. Somebody needs to hear that today. God seems to choose us not based on our weaknesses, but on our strength. I thought about Rob's words and I thought about this story with Mary. And what I begin to understand is that in our weaknesses, he is glorified. God is glorified. And our strength, well, in our strength, I feel like I can do it on my own. But guess what? God doesn't actually need us to work in the world, right? From what I see, God doesn't need us to work in the world. Instead, God wants to work through you so that you and I might draw close to him. When God works through us, we draw close to him. We are near. We begin to understand, right? We are made whole through our weaknesses, not our strengths. Friends, God is with us. God is for us. God is in us. And if we're willing to draw near to the Lord, he will work through us in miraculous ways. Mary's faith gave birth to a savior. And our faith can give birth to miracles that might change the world. So many of us are looking for these perfect solutions and it's right in front of us. We must decrease so he must increase and he might work through us. And in the process of working through us, we will draw near to the Lord and everything will change. What I love most about Christmas is this idea that the light breaks through the darkness. Jesus is the light and the darkness is the world and the world, the darkness, the world shall not overcome it. Friends, this Christmas season, as we prepare for the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, put your hope in him. It's so good. It's so good to know that God is with us. God is for us. God dwells in us. And through us, he will work. Thankful for each and every one of you. That's our episode this week. If this is helpful to you, do me a favor, share it. Tag me on social media. I'd love to get your feedback at TWMilt, at T-W-M-I-L-T. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the places I'm easy to find. So guys, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for being a part of this community. Do me a favor, hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a rating or review on iTunes or Spotify. And uh, just know, I'm praying for you guys and what God's gonna do next. And remember, if you wanna follow Jesus, you must be willing to move.